The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Salutations, possums. Welcome to week 10 game previews brought to you by Offensive Points, brought to you by IDP Army, brought to you by your boys, me, I'm Joe, Josh, and Billy. We're always in here. We're doing game previews to give you guys all the information you need to win your leagues this week. Follow us everywhere and join us Sunday morning, two hours before kickoff, where we have a live Q&A and we'll answer any question you guys have for us, even if it's not football related. You want to know about Josh's personal life? Type it in there. He'll tell you. He ain't scared. <laughs> you want to know what type of stocks Billy likes in the market? Type it in there. He might not know, but he'll give you an answer nonetheless. It's a bad time for the stock market. I'll tell you that. It's it's a bear market, bull market. Bear, mm-hmm. bull, bullish. Bullish. Bullish? Sure. Bullish. Fine. Not All a right. good time to be um, a person, though. I got to actually, I know that we're, you probably are still doing your intro, Joe, but I got to actually pay no, up. No, I'm done, Josh. Thanks. I got to pay up to Billy. I thought Tua would throw an interception in the second half, and I thought the Bears were going to win. I was I was too bullish on the, or bearish on the Bears. Bullish, just to tie that back in. I Chicago got, bullish. Chicago Whoa. bullish. I mean, hey, Bulls Benny and the Bulls. Bull was at the game. Ah, well, it didn't help. Uh, game's <laughs> Should have had Benny the Bull playing second. Dude, all of the Chicago mascots did a flag football game at halftime. And I was so into it, and no one else in the whole stadium even gave a shit about it. And I'm like, oh, Benny, get rid of the ball, man. You know, that's tough. Yeah, and the Benny. Skies mascot, the Chicago Sky is apparently Sky God, which is, I mean, how could you ever beat that mascot? What the hell? I assume that's... that he, I assume that they, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I assume they won Sky God. No, Benny won. Benny the Bull. Rigged. It was Rigged. Benny, Staley, and uh, Swoop. Isn't that the Eagles guy? Uh, Eagles mascot, I think, is Swoop. He was there. Randomly. Why was he there? I don't know. The uh, the 49ers guy and the Eagles guy were randomly there. It is Swoop, so I know it more is... about you. Swoop, there it is. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know mascots other than that stupid, is it the Gritty for the Flyers? For some reason, he is just a popular mascot. Well, then you definitely don't know Sir Purr, who is the Carolina hey, Sir Panthers. Sir Purr there, too. Carolina Panthers uh, mascot. By the way, Baker Mayfield is back. With that being said, let's get on to the game preview. Are you a fan again? No, no, timeout. Are you? A fan uh, yeah. What's uh, your football team? What's your I football said I was going to wear Josh out with Baker Mayfield's back on this podcast. I don't know. I'm still. TV you should have heard him on Sunday, dog. Like he was like Baker's back. Baker's back. He's he's Baker he's was back. on fire out there it in was the amazing. second half when no one was playing. But anyway, oh. get it. Let's get into previews. They didn't come here to listen to your freaking Mayfield rants. Stats or stats. Anyway. Chargers play the 49ers this week at Levi's Stadium. It's Sunday night football. Thank God we have a good Sunday night football game. Slight chance of rain. Um, Over-under is 46. Um, Quarterbacks in this game. 
Well, guys, Herbert is a yes, of course. I still wish he was a little bit better from injury, but you know, as long as he's just going to keep pounding Eckler with targets, that's a yes in my book. Everett is also a yes for the Chargers as well. Uh, Jimmy G is a yes because Christian McCaffrey's there now. Even though Christian McCaffrey can throw a hell of a football, maybe he should be QB1, just play both positions. I don't know. But Jimmy G is playable as long as Christian McCaffrey's there. And Kittle, I'm a little on the fence. I'm going to say yes because he did catch a, a touchdown there, but he has been shaky. To say the least. Dude, I'm not going to lie to you. Herbert scares the absolute shit out of me. I just went yep. and picked up Dude. Watson in a league that I have Herbert in. I'm <clears throat> in that kind of middle competing ground. Like, I should make the playoffs, but I don't know if I'd trust Herbert in a playoff game right now. Like, it looks really bad. Um, it's not only his fault. I mean, he's got the rib injuries, but, like, the wide receivers have obviously not been there. Palmer's look great. Sorry, Joe. My bad. You'll talk about him in a second. Stepping all up on my Stepping on your toes. But I'm just terrified of Herbert. Like, and I don't get it. He's I, maybe it's because he's just not running the ball, but he like doesn't get fantasy points. He'll get a couple touchdowns here and there, but he still always ends up with like 13 still. And you're like, what happened? Yeah, it sucks because you probably don't have a better quarterback on your team unless you like got fields or something. Well, the problem was Herbert didn't really start doing bad until all the you know new quarterbacks you know geno smith was already gone you didn't have any like hopefully maybe you got fields before his little breakout last week but anyway yeah, we're just hoping he's healthy now yeah he's, he's got to be feeling a little better every week that goes by my friend and when he gets keenan allen officially back and then also okay joe i'm sorry my bad anyway running backs <laughs> remember that possums time heals all time heals all wounds the more you know anyway running backs which is the the people i'm talking about Oh, you're um, talking running backs? Oh. Yeah, the best running back battle in the league this week. We got number one facing off against number five, Christian McCaffrey, Eckler. It's actually the opposite, but you get what I'm saying. You already know what to do. Nobody holds a candle to either of these guys. There's not even backups, so just get ready for the fireworks. I do have Christian McCaffrey as my awesome possum play of the week, but if you want to slide any of these two in daily, just slide them in. Fair enough. Yeah. When's Elijah Mitchell coming back, Josh? Anyway, yeah. So there's some other um, wide receivers we need to talk about. Uh, <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Elijah this... Mitchell should be back, I believe, in next week, I think, is his re- yeah, projected date. So um, I but want to I... see how that plays out. You know Shanahan's going to give Mitchell like 20 carries one game out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think so. I think what's going to happen is it's just going to be like a, a spelling. Like, because McCaffrey will come out one play and I'm like, stay back in there. You got to get back in there. And then like the next play, he's like sprinting back. He's like, let's go. Just need some Gatorade. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to get into the wide receivers finally. Um, <laughs> this game projection is completely reliant on the health of these wide receivers. So Let's start with the information that we do have and start with the Chargers. Um, Keenan Allen voided IR and is close to returning, close to turning the corner, as they say. Uh, We have next to no update on his status. It's safe to assume that he's probably not playing this week until we hear otherwise. Mike Williams will be out this week barring a miracle, so that leaves us with Palmer, Carter, and Bandy. Palmer is the only one I feel safe using. He's averaging 11 targets the last two weeks. And last week he turned eight or 11 targets and eight catches for 106 yards. He's a wide receiver three or a flex guy this week for me. Bandy and Carter are usable in desperation plays in the PPR. That's it. I'm not trusting these guys. San Francisco, 
Debo practiced Monday, so that's a good sign. He didn't practice at all the week before the bye, so probably safe to say he's going to play. If he misses, Ayuk does get a tough matchup, but he does get a lot of looks. Uh, the Niners, I do think they're going to take it easy with Debo if he does play, so I don't expect big things, but all he needs is one or two plays to be a game changer. Both are wide, re- wide receiver twos for me this week, and the Chargers are the- – I did not realize that they were the 13th-ranked pass defense in the league. I thought they were way worse than that. So it's one of those shocking stats because it looks like their team just get gets worked, but it's mostly the running backs out of the backfield, which is why like both of these guys, McCaffrey and Eckler, are just gonna catch so many balls. Yeah, Khalil so Mack Khalil Mack's actually um been on the injury report too, so it's easier to run still. Yet Even again. Easier. Who you guys got winning this game? Niners. I also have the Niners. I think that they are the NFC West's best team. Sorry, it took me a long time to get through that because my brain didn't do it. But yeah, it's fine. We we understand your brain problems, bro. Mm-hmm. Thanks, playing. thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, so I got Niners too as well. Uh, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome to Buffalo. Uh, we just landed at Highmark Stadium. There's a slight chance of snow outside. The Vikings and the Bills are playing, and the over-under is 48. You know what else has Bills, guys? The Eagles. I'm just playing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, had to do it. Uh, it's our first snow game, though, or potential first snow potential. game. So pretty exciting. I mean, it's supposed to chill out this weekend, which is really sad for our, uh, the entire entirety of the united states for the most part um but i think the last time we had a big snow game in buffalo was lashawn mccoy's snowpocalypse game well it's a good thing that there's going to be snow here because billy let me I'll let you do it okay i was like what are you you got this one too you want to take it I, i'm just gonna talk josh, about us to sign off i was about to yeah. say josh will just carry you take you through the rest of these today um all right so I don't know if anybody else heard the alarm bell sounding, but Josh Allen might be hurt and might be out this week. Um, They have not officially committed to that. He has said that he's going to play through it. That might just be a smoke screen. I don't know. It seems like a weird smoke screen, but it might happen. Um, So if Josh Allen does, if he is going to play, you got to put him out there. You cannot bench the number one quarterback in the league. It's just not possible. You can't do it. Um, uh, Christian Kirk, <laughs> Kirk Cousins. Also, I would say is a yes this week. I know there is snow. Kirk Cousins is not playing in prime time, which is elite for Kirk Cousins. He does very well in those games. Um, both the white, both the tight ends are playable this week. I think, especially if Josh Allen's out, uh, Knox will get probably a boost because it just feels like with you know the backup quarterback, he's going to check down a little bit more. And then Hawkinson. Fit right in last week with Kirk. I, I think that that's connections only going to grow as we get on through the season. I think it's easy to say that he's probably going to be the second highest targeted person on the Vikings down the stretch here. And I could see him having an, I, I wouldn't say it's probably going to be an amazing game, especially if it's a snow, it might be a Dalvin cook thing, but Hawkinson might be able to, you know, get you most of the points back. Yeah. Um, also I have a conspiracy. It's not really a conspiracy, but there is a, Rumors that it's a UCL injury, and that is the same injury that Josh Allen had his rookie season where he missed four games. So I, I have a feeling Josh Allen is going to end up missing a couple games here. It's I, very suspicious how they've been announcing this. The but case the alarm Keenum did revenge sound. game. 
I, that is you have that the, on their plate. That is yeah. on the uh, the bingo card to be checked off if that happens. I just have a feeling that they're being really vague about this on purpose, and that he's probably not already <clears> playing. So just plan to be without him. Hopefully, you have a backup plan, and hopefully, it's not Case Keenum. Um, no offense to him. Um, as for the running backs, um, as Green Bay and even somehow the Jets proved last week, you can actually run against the Bills, which is great news because of the snow and Josh Allen potentially not being there. So this could be a close game with Josh Allen out of there. So even if this wasn't just a snow game, um, not that you had a choice, just don't be worried about Cook. He's the guy. Madison's not really touching the ball. He's kind of non-existent. Uh, and do not drop him. Do not drop him. Do not drop him. Keep Madison on your roster. You never know what can happen. He's one of the more valuable backups in the league. And as I said, with Allen out, Buffalo is going to lean on the run, and Singletary is here for these exact reasons. Uh, as he showed, he can do something with a full workload, which he never has, but he may get it this week. So go ahead and slot Singletary in your lineup with confidence with Allen out. Um, as for Hines, after last week only seeing that one target, he cannot quite be trusted just yet. He is still learning the playbook, but he should be rostered in all leagues because we know what this man can do. I love Stash Naeem Hines everywhere. He's, I've seen him in a couple leagues, and I'm just like, why is he there? This is great. It's yeah, crazy. Uh, guys, Justin Jefferson gets a tough matchup here. The Bills are giving up eleven, only 11 receptions a game to wide receivers, but you're not sitting Justin Jefferson. We just saw Garrett Wilson go over 100 yards against this team. Adam Thielen is a chance to score here, but I think he's on your bench. The addition of Hawkinson really appears to be eating into his targets here. Stephon Diggs is a must-play even with Case Keenum at quarterback. The Vikings are stopping absolutely nobody, and we really have seen Gabe Davis fall back to earth. Uh, Right now, you consider him a wide receiver three with massive upside, but nothing more. Um, He's kind of turned into Deshaun Jackson 2.0. If there's a get right game, this is a good opportunity to do it. But uh, but yeah, no one else is really worth starting. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie has a shot to get peppered with targets, especially if the Vikings stay in this one or Case Keenum plays because he's probably not dropping those bombs to Davis or Diggs as much as Allen does. I agree. I think, yeah. Um. Win in this game. It's Minnesota. Without Allen, they don't stand a chance. I'm going Minnesota as well. I'm going Bills. But we'll I'm... go Minnesota for you guys. No, 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 you can have your own say. You can you're just wrong. You just get to have your own say. No, I just think the Bills are a far superior football team to Minnesota in every possible way. Um, I agree, but the Vikings um, are kind of like, you know, like a sewer rat. They just kind of keep crawling up. You're not really sure how they're getting there, but they're doing it. Yeah. And that's the Vikings this season, seven and one. Yeah, I just, I mean, I don't know. I think with the the team the Bills have, the defense, the playmakers, even Case Keenum can get them to victory against the Vikings. Um. Anyway, on to the next game, the Washington <laughs> Scandal team coming into Philadelphia. Carson Wentz gets to play his first game at the link. Oh, wait, never mind. He's not playing. So, but yeah, uh, you just, it's, it's going to be a little chilly evening on this monday night football game 44.5 for the over under hopefully i didn't step on your toes there billy i just said a player who's not playing no. your toes step in some bitch i don't know i feel like i've done it like three times already so i got worried it I saw your face. is suspicious <laughs> no it's fine it's it's suspicious how much you're doing it but whatever it's neither here nor there all right well um, heineke absolutely 
King not. There's no shot I'm putting Heineke in there against the secondary of the Philly. I just I don't want any part of Heineke in this game. I don't want any part of Logan Thomas in this game. Just knows so, all. Fun fact, just because I have it pulled up because I was looking up once. Uh, he threw for 211 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, and nine sacks. So just get ready for Heineke to be on his back a couple times. Yep. Not playing Heineke this week. Please go out and get a different option. I promise they're out there. Um, on the Philly side of things, obviously Hurts, obviously Goddard. Don't really need to give any, you know, qualifiers for that. Hmm. Well, as for the running backs, um, Miles Sanders is, uh, I think he's a good running back this year. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think he's a guaranteed start each week. It's almost like he's could have done great with the full workload, huh? I feel like I've said that a thousand fucking times, but here we are. Uh, surprise the haters this week. Fire him up against Washington uh, and Gainwell. After not making a move at the deadline, the Eagles made a concerted effort to get him involved and end up with the touchdown. This is still Sanders's backfield, but they are trying to limit Sanders a, a little bit here while still giving him a lot. So Gainwell should be on your radar again and could make for a great speculative ad. I got a lot of those this week, so keep an eye out. Uh, and as for the commanders, they backtracked again a little bit last week and kind of forgot that Gibson was the best running back. Brian Robinson got more carries and did less with them and even threw to him for a couple times for negative yardage, which doesn't make any sense. doesn't really matter. Both are sits this week against Eagles. Even though this is how you beat the Eagles, the coaching staff just continues to make poor decisions, and therefore you don't want either of these people in your lineup. If it was anyone, it's Gibson, but they choose not to use him, so don't do it. You had to imagine they'd kind of take the hint after what Houston did to the Eagles last week. Granted, it was a Thursday night game, but Houston really stayed in that game till the very end. So all because Damian Pierce and yeah. running the ball. Well, actually, not that's actually not true. Davis Mills had some really good drives last week against the Eagles. Like yeah. he actually looked really phenomenal for the first like two, three drives, and then it all went downhill. No. Well, guys, when Heineke starts, you play McLaurin. He is not scary. He's a low-end wide receiver, too, against the Eagles, who are absolutely shutting people out. But I do like Mr. T to score in this game. I think the commanders try to dink and dunk to start this game against the Eagles, so Samuel could find himself getting a lot of work. Keep in mind, though, that Jahan Dotson may return this week. You're not starting him, but uh, he should have some good chemistry with Heineke. So, I don't know. Maybe Dotson makes some noise when he comes back to full health. Uh, for the Eagles, you start them all. Washington is an absolute revolving door against wide receivers, ranking bottom of the league against them. A.J. Brown is always a must-start, and Devonta Smith had 12 catches for 170 yards against the team last time they played. He is an awesome possum for me this week, so get Devonta Smith in your lineups. Well, I actually forgot that was the Washington game that he had his big one. <clears throat> That's thanks, true. thanks for pointing that out, Joe. I really appreciate yeah. you. All right, he's, well, He's the sexiest awesome possum this week. I got Washington winning this easy. Yes, you do. And I will go Philly as Washington just isn't up for this one. Don't think so. I like Eagles. And if the Eagles do win this game, they will be undefeated when I travel to Indy to go see them. So I'll be happy. You'll get to see their one loss against Sam Ellinger. Uh, one, one loss against <laughs> Jonathan Taylor, who goes for 350 yards. <laughs> oh, that would be hilarious if that happened. But. We'll see in week 11 previews if we think that. All right, we're going to go on to the Cowboys versus the Packers. This would have been an amazing game at the start of the season. It has turned into an absolute not that. 
Um, we're at Lambo 325, 44 and a half is the over under, which for a Rogers team is very scary. Um, so I'm just, we'll just start there. Aaron Rodgers is a no, I'm not starting Aaron Rodgers this week. Cowboys have a really good defense. Micah Parsons is going to live in that backfield. And I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be someone that you can trust in this offense going forward. I'm also not sure um, if there's another person out there that you might be wavering between Rodgers would be a definitely cuttable person. Tanyan is a yes, because he, although Rodgers doesn't normally have, you know, isn't having the best games lately. Tanyan is one of his actual reliable receivers um, on the Dallas side of things, Prescott, yes. Dalton Schultz, yes. They seem to be best friends whenever they're both playing. They both eat. Speaking of eating, uh, Pollard filled in admirably. admirably that's a word. Um, without Zeke there. But with the extra week of rest, the injury report will be something to watch here. <clears throat> you have to start Pollard regardless of whether or not Zeke plays. But if Zeke does not practice until late in the week, he is a sit. Otherwise, I would call him a start if he is actually practicing actively throughout the week. If he practices Friday and then they like questionable him through the week and they're like, yeah, he's going to try it. Don't even just sit him. Put Pollard in easily, though, regardless. And then uh, as for Green Bay, Aaron Jones, play him if he plays, regardless of the Cowboys defense. Uh, Obviously, watch out for the injury report on this one as well, because he is dealing with an injury. Sit A.J. Dillon either way. He hasn't hit over 10 points since week one, which he didn't look particularly great either. So do not sit. I understand why you'll be like, oh, well, I'll just go ahead and start A.J. Dillon because Aaron Jones is out. Nope, 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 nope. Don't do that. You don't like that? No, absolutely not. I he have to in one league, so. If you have to, for sure. This is I not a half to. I and Javante, man. I'm struggling at That this is point, actually, man. that is that is brutal. Only two big running back injuries. That seems to happen to me a lot. But you know what else happens a lot? The Packers wide receivers don't do a damn thing. So (laughs) Lazard is all you get on the Packers. He is a wide receiver too this week. Low end. With Jones beat up and dubs out, Lazard should get all the targets. Uh, Torre is an interesting stash right now. Um, I I wouldn't start him, but maybe in daily you get him going. For the Cowboys, Lamb's going to see Jair this week. So I'm downgrading him a bit. The pack has been getting slaughtered by running backs recently and losing Camel and Gary cannot help the situation. So I think the Cowboys are pretty much just going to run on them. I do, however, like Michael Gallup in this one, his snaps have increased every week and he's bound to explode one of these games. This may be it. I like get Gallup in your lineup somewhere this week. Okay. I like it. Um, I'm going Cowboys. I'm going Cowboys as well. Oh, and I'll pick the Cowboys. I don't want it to happen. So this would be the Packers like six loss in a row. If they lost, I want it to happen. That is just hard to imagine, to be honest. Just wow. I love watching it though. Just, Oh, it's amazing to watch. Dude. I was at soldier field last week and Rogers threw a pick and they put it on the jumbotron and the whole stadium went nuts. It was pretty fun. I'll say which one he threw like five. Yeah, I know, but they, they just show. I didn't get to watch the game. I saw the box score, but the one pick, it was just amazing. I love no, it. Every time we had gotten to the red zone, we all, me and Josh just kind of like looked over at Gerald, who's a big Green Bay fan, just waiting to see what would happen next. And most of the it time just, it was an interception. It just kept <laughs> yeah. getting worse. It did. Snowball. I sent Gerald the picture of, uh, was it the, 
What's the ape's name in um or the monkey's name in Lion King? Oh, uh, Rafiki or something. Rafiki, yeah, yeah, Rafiki. yeah. I sent him the the message of him holding Simba. He's, he's actually a bad. <laughs> he just sent me a crying emoji. Sad. I'm sorry, man. All I know is his nose looks like the uh, pencil eraser in grade school when you took the top off of it. Oh. Yeah, it looks like that's that. a very fair, weird reference. But anyway. Hey, Next we all know what I'm been, talking about. You've been sitting on that one for a while, Joe, I can tell. I waited for the opportunity. It's been like <laughs> you never, years. You never knew when it was going to come back. 84 years. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah. moving along to the Dolphins and the Browns at Hard Rock Stadium. Over under is 48 and a half. Guys, you know what else is brown? The tertiary feathers on a bald eagle, which is the eagle's mascot. So anyway... Billy, what you got for us? I appreciate that up. I appreciate you bringing that into this. Um, The Cleveland side of things, Brissett, I'm going with no. Um, When since they're playing in Hard Rock Stadium, they the way that the stadium is set up, they heat the other side of the stadium uh, to about 20 degrees higher than the um, other, like the home side of the field. Now, given there is a tropical storm down there, so maybe we have a little bit of clouds anyway, but I don't like Brissett in this game. I don't want any tight end. They didn't even throw to a tight end the last time they played, um, which was two weeks ago. They didn't play. They didn't even throw to one, and, and it was a blowout of the Bengals. So I think that kind of tells you what they're going to do with Njoku out, and that's not throw to a tight end. On the other side of things, Tua, obviously, yes, he is playing out of his mind, um, easily a top-five quarterback this year. And then Gesicki who I thought was going to be dead on arrival at this with this team is usable each week. Go get sicky. He's actually been doing pretty decent since Tua got back. Maybe it's shocking. I think there was a brain injury there that knocked him, knocked some sense into him. I don't know. Maybe. Um, as for the running backs, there's this guy, Nick Chubb. Uh, he's the top five running back. So you're going to want to go ahead and start him in case you were wondering. Um, Kareem hunt actually did have a pretty good, um, at showing before the buy, which was also before the deadline. So it seemed like they were shopping him at the time, but they were not apparently. So uh, Kareem Hunt, I believe is usable in this game. I think he's pretty usable if need be as a flex play, uh, more flex consideration. Hopefully you're not stuck starting Kareem Hunt on a daily basis. Um, but as for Miami, we've got a full blown running back controversy. Just when we thought Mostert had the job secured, Jeff Wilson came in uh, McCarthy's old friend and goes for nine for 50 yards and three for 21 and and a touchdown. Uh, I think Jeff Wilson's going to end up being a lot bigger of a headache for any Mostert manager. Um, I think Wilson's the one you want in the future. I think you start him here. I think you also start Mostert, unfortunately, and assume that Wilson hasn't learned the playbook too much, but at the same time, it's probably the San Francisco playbook because I don't think McCarthy created a whole new playbook. So. McDaniels, but oh, we got it. My bad. Mix something. Wilson, I don't my friend. Can we just talk about how I don't like that guy? I just there's <laughs> something off about him. Like he looks like he'd be at a middle school play. All right, anyway. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, hold on. I was at the game last week and I, I want to clear something up because I've heard a couple of analysts say oh my God. that Mostert and Wilson split carries and they each had nine carries and blah blah blah. No, no, no. Mostert started the game, and he played most of the first half. Wilson came in in the second half and absolutely dominated the touches, looked way better doing it, and it was his backfield at that point. So Wilson is your starting running back in Miami. Don't get it twisted. Mostert is, might as well be droppable at this point. 
Wilson just looks phenomenal. I love how it's two San Francisco, ex San Francisco running backs too. Now it's no. like, no, 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 we don't, we don't want any of that. We don't want. What happened to Gaskin? Is that guy even still alive? He was an active, uh, or he was a scratch, healthy scratch. Gotcha. I actually just kind of forgot about him. Yep, he was out there. Um, guys, for the wide receivers, uh, we are starting these Dolphins. You hear? You get them in your lineup. Tyreek is breaking NFL records. Waddle is dancing all over the place. And the Browns have absolutely zero chance to stop these fellas. Both are wide receiver ones for me this week, so get them in your lineup. Amari, on the other hand, is getting no credit for the season he is having. So I would like to take the time to thank him. And he gets an insanely juicy matchup here. Amari is also a wide receiver one for me. And then, guys, Peoples-Jones has worked himself into wide receiver slash flex consideration. And in Dynasty, I am trading for this guy everywhere. His big frame at 6'2 should remind Deshaun Watson of a really comfortable massage bed, so he should fit right in in Cleveland when he returns. Ooh, this is a spicy game preview. Did not know we were headed there. Guys, I, I would have made mine worse, I guess, or better. I don't know. Uh, you know, at this stage in the pod, I, I feel a little looser, you know. I'm afraid to also, say something. Also, I feel like some people might have stopped listening. And if you are still listening... <laughs> We really appreciate you, and we apologize for anything. No, see, people you. come to this podcast for those exact remarks because they're thinking them, and they just are hoping nobody actually, you know, they're not going to say it out loud. So we'll say it out loud for them. I'm That's sorry, it. Mike Mc, whatever the heck his name is, McDonald's. It's called Mike that. McDaniel's. Mike McDonald. Got it. I know his name, Mike McDonald's. No, looks I know. Like a just... creepy little fucking guy, and I just don't like him. I, there's not something about him that's like a rat. His <laughs> he's an offensive genius, but you're right. I do like how he asked Justin Fields to stop scrambling last yeah. week. That was kind of fun. It's a it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Like, <laughs> that pays off for him. <laughs> hey, stop. stop doing that. Um, I have the Dolphins winning. I'm tired of the Dolphins winning, but you're probably me too. Right. I'm t- I'm tired of winning too. Oh, I don't. I don't want the Browns to win, so I guess that is for sure a Dolphins thing. Tired of this, Grandpa. I'm cheering for the Dolphins. It's just too like damn bad. I just like doing this dance. It's fun. The yes, Waddle dance is cool. I actually really do like Waddle and Hill. I just hate Tua. Anyway, um, on to the next one. Sea Falcon Gagging Freebirter. You know what that means? That means Seahawks versus Buccaneers. We are in Germany. Munich, I believe, hopefully... Alliance Arena. I don't know if there's even weather in Germany. I've never been there before. <laughs> there's, I can confirm there is weather in Germany. They have weather over in Germany. I've just been told. Uh, my teleprompter has told me that there are, is weather over there. That's great. It's uh, gonna be partly cloudy and 54 degrees. Nice. Well, I just want to shout out our boy Nico over in Germany. Um, hope you're enjoying your jersey that we sent you. It, Hopefully you got there. Everything's okay. I'm pretty sure it's not aged well. It Did they make it, it through customs. Okay. It hasn't. I'm sure they probably looked at it a couple of times through the little scanner. Like, really? He got this Jersey. That's this is strange. the one he wants. We should, right. want, he's on a list now for sure. Uh, probably, but Nico, I hope you enjoy the game over there. You actually get to watch it at a reasonable time. Not like your normal NFL watching experience. I'm sure. All right. On to the quarterbacks. You're going to start both Gino and Brady. I know Brady's been kind of not what you wanted him to be this year, but there, you know, still he he always has something left in the tank. He still could be something if he's not distracted by a German supermodel during this week. He's going to go out there and have a great game. Gino's all about business, so you're definitely going to throw him in there, playing at an MVP level this year. Um, 
on the tight end side of things, I don't love Kate Otten. He does seem to always come through with a couple of points. So if you need somebody in a, in a pinch, Otten's your guy. Um, Noah Fant went off last week, but it was mostly due to a 51 yard catch, which on one hand, you're like, well, that's what Noah Fant should be all the time. Right. And then on the other hand, he never has done it this season. So I, again, I just put meh on here because again, love that. If you need him in a pinch, he's probably okay to throw out there, but he might get you zero points too. I don't know how he will fare in that German weather with all of the Fräuleins around. Fräuleins. Um, I love that you just put meh and you talked about it anyway. I would have just said, yeah. it says I wrote meh here. Um, <laughs> but as for the running backs, Kenneth Walker, who has been running back two over the last five weeks since he took over, uh, and he should be treated as such. Although, fun fact, he does not have a passport, and this should be monitored closely before the early kickoff. As of right now, they're saying that this shouldn't be a problem. I'm going to break this up for a second because I just want to talk about how did the team not realize that he did not have a passport until this week? There's a lot of fishiness about that, honestly. Were they just like, oh, well, we weren't planning on using him. We thought uh, our boy would stay healthy the whole year. And Rashad Penny has never done that. So it's wild that they thought this was going to just be fine. All right. Anyway, I mean, Joe's conspiracy corner. We all know Tom Brady's going straight into politics after he retires from football. So he paid some of his connections to pull the file on Walker's passport and just to give the Bucks a chance to win. Hmm. All right. Well, yeah. um, let's just keep an eye on this because this could be a big thing. Um, if you are in need of a start, go pick up DJ Dallas right now. Um, I'm not saying start him right now. I'm just saying if this Walker situation turns into a bad one. Um, Although he's not Walker, he could have a good role as there's not a whole lot of competition behind him. Um, and then as the world calls for White to take over the lead duties for Tampa, it's not happening yet. I'm sorry. Fournette will not take this lightly. Fournette wants more carries. And if White keeps doing little to absolutely nothing with his carries, he will he will continue to get them. Fire up Fournette and keep White on the bench until he shows he can usurp any of these carries because so far... He's looked just okay, and Fournette has looked better, which, and he's not even looking good. So I don't know if it's a product of the team, but I, I don't know why everyone's like, White is going to be the, the leader of this team sooner rather than later. And I was like, he hasn't done anything yet. So I don't know. Don't understand. you speak poorly of Rashad White. I'm not speaking I'm speaking it's, poorly of the analysts who are saying Rashad White is taking over this backfield. That's the next child that you're speaking about. Yeah. Fuck them kids. Whoa. Okay. Jesus Christ. Hashtag, sorry, my bad. Anywho, the Bucks are 15th against wide receivers. <clears throat> Metcalf is a wide receiver two for me this week and currently slots in at wide receiver 16. I think we see a high reception game here from Lockett in this one. The Bucks like to keep the opportunities to short passes, so he's wide receiver 15 for me this week. The win last week should provide a spark for the Bucks. Mike Evans has the yips, it seems, so hopefully he can get that figured out. He should be viewed as a wide receiver, too, against the Seahawks, who are actually the third worst matchup for wide receivers and are giving up next to nothing on that one. Godwin is getting so many targets, but he's doing nothing with them. So this may be a bounce back game for him, and I like him slightly more than Evans this week. So I like Godwin here. But uh, if you are thinking of starting Julio or Russell Gage, nine. Nice. <laughs> nice. Love it. Love it. You guys did some Germany stuff, so I wanted. I tried my best. I'm not very good at speaking German. Never done it before. Seahawks. 
Uh, I got the Bucks here. I'm not gonna lie. Seattle gets ZW. Uh, yeah, a little French. I just, I just, that yeah, was very French. I disagree with both of you. I think Walker doesn't play. Although they're saying they're gonna expedite this pass. He's gonna just... get okay. First of all, with the, a Adam Schefter would have been covering the hell out of this if it was actually gonna be a, an actual problem. He's going to play. It's not gonna be a problem. I'm sorry, but normal people can't get a passport in two days. Well, well people aren't. This is the this is the NFL, man. This just happens like this. Like they do just poof something. Appears, I'm keeping and... an eye on it. All right. That's fair. I and, uh, I especially think we would have heard about it by now because they've probably already flown there. I, they have to either be heading there tomorrow or they're heading there. That's all, what I was wondering. Like, they should be there now or no. Some teams have been flying <clears> in on like Thursday and Friday, so it would I know. Be... Well, I'm saying like tomorrow, either leaving tomorrow, and we wouldn't we would know he's not going, or he is already there and it's not a problem. One of those two things is true. I don't know. Or he's in the country illegally. That could be too. Close them borders, Germany. The Anywho, oh, we already did that hour ago. <laughs> All right, let's. You hear me? What? No, sorry. Ox departed one hour ago. Did okay. Kenneth Walker? Was Kenneth Walker on the plane? <laughs> was Kenneth Walker on that plane? Let me Google more. Was he on the plane? <laughs> was he on the plane? <laughs> I, need to, I need to see the black the black box on the plane to know that Kenneth Walker was on What's there. In the box. Uh, all right, let's move on to Cardinals at the Rams at SoFi. So it's going to be a Cardinals home game, basically, because the Rams don't have fans. Third three twenty five oh, start. They paid for a bunch last year. I think they forty three over under. Yeah, I just when it's. The game that really tipped the scales for me as far as, like, they don't have any fans was that San Francisco game. That was a San Francisco. Like, there was no, like, yellow and blue in that stadium or whatever. That's because San Francisco has loyal fans, and that drive's not that bad. But the Rams Arizona actors from L.A., and when they don't fill the seats, they were like, hey, you know, you've been wanting that big break. Well, here's a free game. Act like a fan. (laughs) Well, whatever the case may be, I think – Arizona fans may travel there either way. All right. So getting into the quarterbacks, Kyler Murray is a yes. He's still putting up fantasy points, even though the team is doing garbage. He doesn't get a lot of those points until the fourth quarter. So you're going to be sweating as you probably normally have been doing this season. Zach Ertz uh, is a yes as well. On the Rams side of thing, Stafford might be hurt. So I have him down as a maybe. I, I think he's a maybe either way. He's not been particularly good this year, and I don't really think you can trust him. Hopefully you have a different option anyway, but oh. he might be hurting. Yes? He is in concussion protocol as of today. Fun yes. Yeah. So he might not play. If he does, I still don't think he's even going to get a super good game. Um, and Tyler Higby, I also down have down as a maybe. Not injury related, just Higby kind of sucks, and it's just it's a constant maybe with Higby. Um, he's either going to get he you zero in the league. He's either going to get you zero points, or he's going to have two touchdowns, and it's never going to be anything in between. Do you think John Walford's going to like lock in on Higby? Uh, and see, that's that's another part of the maybe here. So if Walford's in there, I think maybe Higby goes up in productivity from zero point zero to you know maybe eleven. Tyler. Maybe Higby. Got it. Um, getting <clears throat> into running backs, as we said, maybe Higby a little bit too many times. Um, you know, Benjamin unfortunately took a backseat to Connor, which is not good for the team, but that's besides the point. I believe you sit them both, but if you have to, it's Connor to start. 
Rams running backs, Akers, Henderson, Ronnie Rivers. Nope, 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 <laughs> don't do it. The Ronnie Rams Rivers. have no Ronnie Rivers is my favorite. I just love his name. It just flows. Good old, good old alliteration. But uh, the Rams have no plan to run the ball whatsoever, and they have made that clear throughout the season. And I believe McVay just keeps talking about it. He's like, yeah, I just feel like it's a waste of time running the ball. That's why you're losing. Um, I do personally still love Ky- the Kyron Williams stash right now. Uh, we have not seen what he can bring to the table yet, and I think that he can come out and run one ball for 20 yards, and, be, and maybe McVay will be like, oh, we should try that more. Uh, but yeah, no starts anywhere for Rams running backs, even if Kyron somehow plays this week. And yes, that does include Daryl Henderson. I don't. I, I assume that somebody out there is like, but what about Daryl Henderson? No, no, don't do it. Nine. 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 No Daryl Henderson. No Daryl Henderson. It's not happening. And definitely not Acres. I hope that somebody's not. I didn't think I needed to say that one. Someone's still going to try to bring it up. People do not well, put the Acres shit down. Yeah, yeah. So no Rams running backs means no Acres, no Henderson, no Ronnie Rivers, <laughs> no Kyron Williams. But, 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 but Cam Acres nope, nope, put nope. in his. He did his time. The nice. ghost of Jake Funk. <laughs> Dude, if Jake Funk's there, you can start him. Yeah, start Jake Funk. He got cut, unfortunately, by a different we team. We won't can i be real that actually was going to be a button if jake funk actually ended up being something he we were going to get the we want the funk button put in but he got cut from the team so he hasn't really funk ever will be back man how do you I get that we I want know. the kieran williams funk funk always comes back what'd you say funk is ageless it is i said what we the want the kieran williams button yeah go funk yourself go funk hopkins guys is a wide receiver one the rest of the way so you're starting him and rondale moore is really coming on as of late he's a high-end wide receiver at three for me this week cup is currently working through an injury but he's still a must start even with walford at quarterback if stafford does not play a rob is completely unusable at this point van jefferson did have five targets last week and zero catches i think we see him catch a little bit of fire here soon so he is a strong stash for me at this point in the season. Yeah, honestly, dude, wouldn't it be the most Rams thing if Cooper Cup just looked terrible with another quarterback? Yeah. Like, like Wolford comes in and cut those perfect balls to the cup and he just drops them all over. He's like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> no, he didn't dude, have Cup actually together. had his worst game of the season against the Cardinals earlier this year. So might not, his number? might not be a Wolford thing. Cliff has his number. No. I mean, okay, to be fair, Baker's hurt. Buddha Baker's out, so that's definitely a true. It still oh, makes no right. sense how Cooper Cup is just wide open on every play. He's the only person they throw to. He's Put got two such a good him. football IQ, Josh. <laughs> football yeah, IQ, good. this. All right, sorry, my bad. I'm actually gonna go Cardinals Nine. in this one. I'm 100% going Cardinals. I don't trust in the Rams and that I don't Stafford. Trust the Rams either. That Stafford injury is only bad news to come out on Wednesday. All right, I'll go with the crowd. I don't really have to say <laughs> Joe, how about the next time you you say what you, who you think it's going to be, and we can we can start there. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll start on the. You guys next are game. so quick on the trigger, man. Well, that's we'll, true. We'll let him choose first. Next game. Speaking of the next perfect, game, perfect game to start too. Lions and Tigers and Bears. Oh my! Oh my! And, and Eagles. And the Eagles. <laughs> Did you know that Jason Peters was on the Eagles and he was also on the Bears for a season, although he's not anymore? Wow. Guys, did you know that they're playing at Soldier Field and we Eagles. honor our soldiers every year on Memorial Day using the American flag? You know what the country, the national bird is 
for this whole country that we live in. It's the Eagles. Also, the Eagles play in Chicago in like five weeks. Okay. We are so the over under in this game is 48 and a half, which is wildly high for a Lions and Bears game. Seems like it. Oh my. All right. So on the quarterback side of things, golf is a yes. Um, I think that despite the Bears defense improving, I think they could still be had through the air. Um, not a lot of pass catchers. I'll let Josh or I'll let Joe get into that, but the pass catchers are a little sketchy, but golf still still has something there. I still think he's usable. Um, on the Chicago side of things, Fields is the quarterback one for the last four weeks. Um, Fields is completely usable in all formats. Obviously, he was on waiver wires in some leagues, which I thought was shocking. Um, and Fields is our awesome possum quarterback of the week. Now, when we Damn get to right the, he is. When we get to very the, excitingly. Well, yeah, because we got to get to the tight end. Well, this is where the controversy starts. So Cole Komet caught two touchdowns last week um, in a very competitive game that Joe was at. I think it's a sign of things to come. So I'm putting it as the Cole Komet coming out party potentially. And that's why he is my awesome possum tight end of the week. Um, I understand that he has been very shaky in the first couple of weeks of the season. Justin Fields still only completed 136 yards of passing mm-hmm. passing. So I get that there's a little hesitancy there, but I think Justin Fields, as this offense progresses forward, as we realize he's only going to use his legs, I think that he's always going to have that Cole commit option open in the end zone when they get down the field. And so I think he's just going to be usable this season. Now, finally, I hope he turns into a red zone target because the bears don't really have that. And that's what commit should be used for. So we hope, um, as for Tim, in my opinion, the only real exciting part of this, these teams, uh, the theory that I had has come true when Swift is playing in a limited role, Jamal Williams just goes ham. And you know what can't who can't stop the run? Huh? It's the Bears. So Not fire up Jamal Williams again as an awesome possum play of the week as well. We got two of them on opposite teams, technically three if we count Komet. Uh, and honestly, I think you have to start Swift. I mean, you can't not start him, and you just kind of hope that eventually he gets a full workload. But even if he does, Jamal will still poach a touchdown from him, so you'll be fine on the on the daily. Um, and as for Chicago, although Montgomery and Herbert weren't really in the play call last week, this will be the week against the Lions, who did stop Packers running backs, but don't forget again, Aaron Jones didn't play the whole game, and A.J. Dillon has not looked great the entire year. So, Fire up whoever you have, but I still think Montgomery is the lead back at this point, no matter what anyone else thinks. I like it. So Fields' ascendance has taken Mooney with him. He is wide receiver 22 the last three weeks, and it continues this week against the Lions. Get Mooney in your lineup. The Claypool addition has done an absolute ton for this team. It's allowing Mooney to operate against single coverage, which is something he has not seen all year. And this is not going to be a high volume passing offense but Mooney is absolutely back on the map Claypool played 35 percent of snaps last week and was targeted heavily when he was in so don't start him but acquiring him is a good idea and then on the Lions side Amon Ra is studly and we're starting him everywhere the Bears defense is atrocious so I don't expect the Lions to necessarily have to be very high volume in their passing game either um but Amon Ra is gonna be really busy if Josh Reynolds plays he's absolutely usable this week so those are my wide receivers. Yeah, I absolutely love that Mooney is 
And but to be fair, it was do, has been doing good and better and better over the last few weeks, but he is part of the game plan and Claypool is only going to boost him further. So stop the Mooney hate, please. Yeah, Claypool just, I mean, watching the game, it was kind of cool because Claypool does so much for that team just with him being out there because he is an absolute stud of a blocker. I mean, he was just manhandling people. And I think that it let Cole Komet kind of get open. It let Mooney get open. And I, I'm really excited to see what Claypool continues to do for this team. Yeah, he was definitely a decoy too. So like as he learns the playbook more and more, it's going to be. Yeah, but he drew a huge pass interference call and he actually had a huge first down. I mean, they were using him. So yeah, absolutely. Joe, who do you think will win this game? <clears throat> Lions. And Tigers and Bears. Oh my, I got Bears personally. Um, I actually, bears no, 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 no. I'm going Lions hmm. I'm going because bears. I did that last week and the Bears actually put up a good fight. So because I love the Bears, I'm doing it. I'm doing the reverse jinx here. I actually I can't <clears> say <throat> it the out reverse loud. Jinx. I can't say it out loud. Sorry. Um. Anyway, we got the, what you're saying there, buddy. I yeah. winked, but they can't see the, the wink audience on can't the see audio. the audio. Yeah, so the wink, I can the wink appreciate was there. it. Well, Josh, that shirt's really weird, man. <laughs> it's a giant yeah. penis. All right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the Jaguars travel away from a tropical storm to go directly into the hurricane that is the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, we got this at Arrowhead at noon. Over under is 50. They're looking to this to be a high flying game, or maybe they're just thinking the Chiefs will get 50 points. That's fair. All right. Well, Mahomes is obviously a no. I'm just kidding. Mahomes obviously is an obvious yeah, start. Fuck that guy. Kelsey's an obvious start. Jacksonville has not been very good at stopping anybody this year. Um, although weirdly, Jacksonville's second half defense is what a lot better than their first half defense. They get into these holes and then they like dig themselves out. It's very strange. Um, on the Jacksonville side of things, Trevor Lawrence, hell no. Please do not give me any Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is going to need Calvin Ridley really bad next season because this team that he's got now is just not it. And he is definitely missing a reliable pass catcher, which is not the $84 million man that they signed this offseason. Um, on the tight end side of things, Dan Arnold, the, the law firm, I guess. If you want to put your accountant in there and see what he can do, I guess tax season is kind of right around the corner. Sure, I don't mind it. I don't books in order. I don't want to trust it, but Dan is a he's a wizard on the keys. So maybe he can get you a couple points. Do not put Dan Arnold in there. We do not condone that those actions. Hey man, tight ends a, a hellscape. Past performance is not indicative of future results. I have old man Zach Ertz, the fucking geriatric person. Geriatric as some fuck, say. Man. Uh, tight end three. <clears throat> anyway, uh, under the running backs, uh, we got Etienne. And since James Robinson's departure, it is the Etienne show in Jacksonville. And the only reason they're even sort of a team, he is running back four through the last two weeks. And you fire him up with confidence against an almost league worst rushing defense and fire him up in daily is the awesome possum play of the week. You know, it's going to happen. It's the only way they get points in Jacksonville. Well, I guess in KC in this matter, uh, hasty does need to be monitored though. Uh, did not no need to roster at this point, unless in deep leagues or dynasty. Uh, but he is second in command if there was anything to happen to Etienne. So keep an eye out. If you need to throw, I've, I've told you a lot of tentative people. If you're not picking up some of these people, it's on you. If they break out, uh, Pacheco, CH McKinnon, along with the rest of the chiefs offense, excluding Kelsey, the run game is no different. You have no idea who to start, and I'm sure there is a start in here somewhere, 
but no one that I am comfortable starting right now uh, with the amount of receivers Casey has now. Mahomes has stopped targeting the running backs as much in the passing game, and which makes none of them reliable. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Peterson did come out and say that they need to put Hasty in there a little bit more. So I'm just I, to look at. I just think you should pick him up if you got a spot or you see him and you're just like, hey, I got I got this extra roster slot. And I don't know what to do with it. There's like I've named like four running backs that you should go pick up. Yeah. So uh, both of these passing offenses or defenses are bottom of the league. So Juju, yes. Hardman, yes. Tony, not yet. MVS, no. Skymore, no. Christian Kirk, yes. Zay Jones, maybe. Zay Jones <laughs> dude, is very usable in the PPR at this point. Dude, it's tough for the wide receivers in this game. I was I was trying not to step on your toes too much, but I was just sitting here like, one of these guys is going to do it, but I can't tell you who it's going to be. I mean, Hardman and Juju, those are your two options for the most part. Yeah, feels that way. Sorry, I was caught off guard there. I was actually reminding myself to pick up Jermichael Hasey in a league. So. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just saying, especially if you're in like a deep, like 16 man league. And I know a lot of people do stuff like that. Hasty should be rostered. Like, yeah, I'm just saying well, I'm not I'm, one where I'm out. Breeze Hall, Williams and Chase at the moment. So, yeah. And Hasty, I mean, he did break off a 40 yard run a few weeks ago. So it's not like he's not usable. He's just not getting touches. And maybe at some point they'll realize, hey, maybe we shouldn't give Etienne like 40 carries a game. Yeah, thankfully in that league, guys, I listened to Offensive Points podcasts and I drafted Miles Sanders and Kenneth Walker. So in the late rounds. Burr, burr, burr. All right, Joe, who's gonna win? Uh the Chiefs are gonna win. I have no <laughs> doubt I, in that. I actually also have the Chiefs present. Well, you know, weird. in an upset, the Chiefs are gonna win. Chiefs um, overtake the the <laughs> All right, let's head to probably the worst game on the slate. Maybe well, there's one that later that might be worse. Really bad one. Uh, it's pretty bad. The Colts versus the Raiders at Allegiant Stadium. Um, it's a 305 game. This is probably not gonna be on red zone a whole lot. 42 and a half, which is super low. Um Quarterback wise, Derek Carr, sure. He's just going to target Devontae Adams 17 times like he did last week. And hopefully a couple of those happen. But other than that, not a whole lot going on there. Uh, Josh McDaniel came out this week and said he has no idea if Darren, what Darren Waller, if he's still hurt, what the injury is, how long it's going to take. So until then, I don't want you to put in Foster Moreau. Just don't even mess with the tight end is position. Is he Michael Thomasing right now? It. <laughs> According to Josh McDaniel, we might be having a situation like that. Um, on the indie side of things, Sam Ellinger, hell no. That guy is so bad. Um, on the tight end, as long as Sam Ellinger is in there, you don't want to tight end on this football team. If Sam Ellinger, for some reason, if they come to their senses and Jeff Saturday's like, hey, I should make a good decision. Maybe we'll see Big Dick Nick or maybe we'll see you know Matt Ryan again at some point. But until that happens, these tight ends are not usable. Not usable. Two things. I already told you Matt Ryan's not coming back. They don't want to pay him. Number two, I want to talk about Waller. And if you were Waller, would you want to come back to this? I would not. But yeah, at just the same like, time, nah. like, I, I can't injury. tell anybody to play him. I'd go like, get actually, some sort you know, of... I kind of have a headache. I, I don't, I'm a little nauseated. I don't know. I'd go get like liposuction or something and be like, yeah, I had surgery. Sorry. Knee surgery. <laughs> can't come back. I don't know. Anyway, um, running backs, uh, Jonathan Taylor, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This team just sucks all around. Uh, they do have a head new head coach who played offensive line. So hopefully he teaches them how to block for Justin, just, uh, Jonathan Taylor. Um, we'll, we'll see. 
I actually almost said Justin Timberlake. Not I was lie. about to say, were you about to confuse JTs there? Because that's I a, did, I did, I did. That's an I all-time Josh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to. I had to. Bye, bye, bye. I will own up to it here. <laughs> um, Jonathan Taylor did practice to start the week on Wednesday, so he should be back. And if he ever plays, you can't afford to sit him. Uh, as for Deion Jackson, another stash because people are probably gonna start dropping him. Keep him on your team, regardless of whether or not uh, Justin Timberlake plays this week. He is the second most valuable running back in this backfield with Hines gone. Also, a name we all forgot, a blast from the past, Jordan Wilkins. A, four, a few years ago, it was a split between him and Hines, and Hines disappeared Wilkins. Will, well, well, Will Wilkins. Wow. <laughs> Thought you were having a stroke. Will, I, know, I feel like I am. <laughs> Will Wilkins come back and slide right back into Hines as his, in his pass catching role? We don't know. Keep an eye on him. Fucking Jordan Wilkins, man. Uh, dude, I just I saw his name and I was like, oh my god, I forgot about him. I was so excited. Uh, but anyway, yeah, just keep an eye on him. Do not don't don't feel like you need to roster him. That's not one of the ones I'm saying. I just was excited for him. Uh, I'm anyway, him right now. Josh Jacobs relatively quiet last week. Jacobs is running back seven on the year, and you already know to start him. Do you know what else to do? Throw him in your daily lineups as another awesome possum play of the week because he's about to go ham on these Indianapolis Colts. Nice. You know what sucks is like this would have been, I mean, with Jonathan Taylor out, obviously, this would have been Marlon Mack's time to shine. Like this would have just been a, a good story for him to come back. And yet he's faded into, I don't even know what team he's on now, but in irrelevancy, basically. The Broncos? Dude, I actually could not tell you where Marlon uh, Mack He was is. on Houston at the start of the year, but then he's been bouncing around ever since. I know he was on the 49ers at one point, too. I don't know. Yeah, I think he is on the Broncos. He's on the Broncos. Not yeah. playing week eight was the last news update. He's just... Wow. Dude, poor guy ran for a thousand I know. yards. And then they drafted Jonathan Taylor and was like, nope, we don't need you anymore. Yeah. 2,000 yard campaigns and then just get out of here. Boy. All right. Devontae Adams. I just, I just want to talk about Devontae Adams. Not for real. <laughs> Adam should have had an even bigger game last week. Dude only got one ball in the second half. I mean, I he did great for fantasy. I just it kind of bothers me. He I only got he one was, ball in the second. I think he was injured, but yeah, he had like ten catches in the or nine catches in the first quarter, like first half, and it was just ridiculous. And, and then, then I think he was he got injured on a play and then he came back in and then he was just standing. I was like, oh, he is playing. And then I never saw him again. Like, I swear. No, maybe it was an injury. I don't know. But you're starting Adams. Uh, the Colts are a tough matchup and <clears throat> they are quitting, though. So they might just let Devontae Adams go off and, and he should by all means. He's Devontae Adams. Mac Hollins is going to fuck around and take shit away from Hunter Renfro. So you're not starting either of them on there and then i think if you have Pittman on your team you have to start him he's a low-end wide receiver three for me if you have better options by all means use them but michael Pittman's extremely talented and we all know that bill belichick takes away the two best players of every team belichick took away Pittman last week the raiders are not going to be able to do that they cut jonathan abram they have absolute trash for defensive backs on that team so i think you start Pittman. Uh, Pierce is dead and Ashton Dolan's probably coming back this week. I don't know. You're starting Adams. And if you have to Pittman, that's about it. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, I don't really care who wins this game, but uh, I'll, I'll pick the Raiders. If Indy the... wins, this would be shocking. 
That yeah, would just be an all-time shocking thing if they won this one. I have to go Raiders, but I feel like Jonathan <laughs> Taylor. This really. should be the comeback game for Jonathan Taylor, but I, I don't, I don't know. I, I just here's the thing, and you want to know the craziest part? There had they said when the this week started, Jeff Saturday got announced. By the way, he didn't even know he was going to get this job literally until he was just like, "Hey, you want to be the coach?" They have nobody on the team that's ever called an offensive game before. Nobody's ever called offensive plays before it seems like a team without a with jonathan taylor though i mean i guess not maybe that's what the owner was thinking but like what the hell i've never seen this is the weird one of the weirder situations i've ever seen so they're gonna come up with the the you know every game every team pretty much schemes like 10 plays to start the game and then it's just gonna be uh jonathan taylor go ahead take that ball and yeah, then we exactly. might throw we might throw one it's gonna be the tennessee titans uh situation Hopefully, I just would love to see a Jonathan Taylor actual game. But that would be nice. Okay. All right. We're going to Pittsburgh where the Steelers are taking on the Saints at Heinz Field. I know they changed the name. I don't give a shit. We'll always <laughs> hey, core. Be Field. Yeah. It's uh over under is forty one, so even Vegas expects a uh, shitty game here. <laughs> oh, it's true. It's so true. Um quarterbacks i don't know it's so wild uh, if you just said that the over under was freaking 41 for the Steelers saints three years ago you'd be like who are you who are you talking about Wrong right, right. Like, that's the game okay so i'm gonna go dalton no picket no because i don't trust either of those guys in my lineups i just really don't um on the Pittsburgh side of things for tight ends. The Muth is loose. So you're definitely going to start Friar Muth, even though New Orleans is the number one defense against tight ends. So if you're, if he ends up with a bad game, just know that the metrics said that that was going to happen, but I am all in on my guy, Patty Friar Muth. Um, on the New Orleans side of things for tight ends, throw a dart. You might land and hit one. Jawan Jennings has been, or not Jawan Jennings, Jawan Johnson. Jawan right? Johnson. Yeah. Uh, has has been good and shown flashes and spurts, but really, unless it's garbage time, he hasn't really shown up when it has mattered. So I don't really know. I would say if Dalton gets benched and Winston comes in, maybe it's a little bit more interesting, but I, I don't know. This team is a mess for New Orleans right now. Yeah. Hey, real, real quick, Tomlin came out and said that Chase Claypool was <clears throat> kind of cannibalizing the routes that they wanted Pat Fryermuth to run. So with Claypool out of there right now, the Muth is absolutely loose. So Muth. Um, uh, Najee Harris, uh, it's time, buddy. Um, although the Saints are average against the run, Najee finally has a game that is shades of why you drafted him. Not saying he's going to go off, just saying shades of why you drafted him. Not seven to nine points. Um, this is his day, and he will be back. Do not miss out. They had the bye week to prepare for this game, and they just watched Baltimore do it with Drake and Less. So it is Najee Harris day. You start him this week, even though you've probably been sitting him if you have the choice. Uh, James Warren, pick him up. Spec ad that you need to have on your team. This one is one of uh, guarantees, in my opinion. He did have 75 yards on nine touches in his last game. See what happens here, in case I'm wrong about Najee. Um, and as for the Saints, it's Alvin Kamara. That is the only running back on this team that you should even be thinking about. Don't even think about the other people's names. Coming off of a down week, which is bound to happen, do not panic. 
I'm not sure why Kamara wasn't part of the game plan, but you fire him up this week as per usual, and you watch him do his thing again. Yeah, they just really wanted to get Dwayne Washington involved last week. Mm-hmm. A weird week. Yeah. I actually, I actually won uh, seventy-five bucks on underdog from that game, so I really do appreciate them not using Kamara. Nice. And uh, just another Tomlin note: He did come out and say that they were going to give Jalen Warren a shot at the lead role some point this season. <laughs> Whoa! So that's kind of where we're at right now with Najee. That is that is a woof if I've ever heard one. On lighter notes, guess who has given up 250 yards on average to wide receivers the last four weeks? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. And guess who is getting absolutely massive work on the Saints as a wide receiver? Olive Garden. Olave Garden. Olave? Is that the guy? Or is That's it Michael guy. Thomas? Okay, and, never mind. And one more. Guess who is an awesome possum this week? Olave Garden. Jarvis Landry. Olave. Chris Olave, shut up. It's not Jarvis Landry. Uh, get Chris Olave in your lineups. We don't know about Landry. I think he's faking an injury. Michael Thomas is faking an injury. I don't Just understand. A bunch of phonies. Bunch of freaking phonies down there. So Marquez Callaway, no. Freaking whoever the hell else I have on that team, no. Chris Olave is your guy. He is going to be unstoppable this week. Uh, the Saints are pretty tough against wide receivers, but they are not unbeatable. Deontay is doing his best Chris Godwin impression and getting shitloads of targets with zero production. He is a wide receiver three for me this week. George Pickens is a wide receiver two for me this week, and I think we actually see him cement himself as the wide receiver one on this team this week. So don't be surprised when Pickens goes off. Joe told you he would. He is an awesome <laughs> possum for me this week. <laughs> I need to get that button. That's a real. When I was button, writing man. that, I was I kept having the hardest time. I'm like, man, Claypool's gonna take some stuff. I was like, oh no, wait, Claypool's gone. He's not there. He's on my team now. Anyway, yeah. um, this feels like the Saints to me. I think the Saints go marching in and win the game. You like the Saints? I'll, I'll go Saints with you guys. Oh, we should have just... gave Joe an option. God damn it, Billy. It's fine. You guys are just on the ball. Yeah, sometimes. Um, speaking of on the ball, the Broncos trot down to Broadway and music city to take on the Nashville, Tennessee Titans at Nissan stadium. We got over under 38.5, not a whole lot of scoring in this game. The lowest of the over unders, the, the fighting Titans. Well, you know, I can't disagree with Vegas here because here's the thing. Uh, these quarterbacks, I don't want either one of them. Russell Wilson has not been great this year, um, and the Tennessee defense is very good at rushing the passer, and Russ is going to be on the ground a lot in this game, I have a feeling. On the Tennessee side of things, Malik Willis, I don't know if he can throw a football. They either don't trust him or he can't do it. One of the two things is possible or is the thing right now, and and even, even if he was, they don't have anybody to throw to is the other problem here. So the tight end side of it also, Denver, Dolchich, yes, He's been getting solid work. He looks like he's an emerging good tight end. Um, somebody that maybe you should be targeting if you're wanting to make a trade for a tight end. And the Tennessee side of things, I don't know. I don't know who to tell you to pick up here. They all are kind of involved. It's all kind of lucky. It kind of seems like Russian roulette. You kind of put the tight end in the chamber. You spin the clip and shoot. Something might happen. I don't know. That's dark. It is it dark. It is a little dark. But we'll... But you're in a dark place if you're using a Tennessee Titan tight end. By the way, Malik Willis is exactly what everyone thought Lamar Jackson was going to be. 
Like exactly yeah. like, yeah, it's like oh, he can run the ball, but he can't throw. And that's exactly what Malik, Malik Willis caught through that one. I wouldn't even say 50 yard pass. He threw a 10 yard pass that ended up as 50 yards and then did absolutely. He caught, he, I think he threw, completed three more passes after that. That back bad. shoulder throw is sick. Hey, wait till you see Anthony Richards then. Okay, well, we'll see. But anyway, uh, as for the running backs, Melvin Gordon is the only real startable running back on the Broncos, uh, although I am interested in what Chase Edmonds will bring to this backfield. But I am out on Denver running backs this week. The Titans haven't given up a 100-yard rusher since Saquon Barkley in week one, and Melvin Gordon is extremely touchdown dependent, and we have no idea what Chase Edmonds' role is going to be. Hopefully it's the pass catching back for Russell Wilson because he needs all the help getting some yardage onto his stat sheet. As for the run, uh, other team, we got Derrick Henry. Uh, and do you remember when everyone thought that Derrick Henry was just over the hill and done after like week two and, and he didn't have any good games? Well, he's not. And he's the only player on this team. Uh, he's the number one running back in standard, number two in PPR since week three. So you are starting Derrick Henry. I know. Weird. If I said that week two, you guys would be like, no, no, I don't want Derrick Henry on my team. I wish I would have traded someone for him. I'm so mad. Should have. To follow up real strong on Josh's running back take on Tennessee, um, no Tennessee wide receiver is usable, so don't even try it. And Tennessee appears to be trying to play defense. I, I don't really trust it. They are number one against the run, so Judy and Sutton should be used a lot here. Dolchich, his emergence seems to be hurting these two a little bit, but hey, at least someone's catching the ball in, in Denver. Um Sutton kind of seems to have taken a backseat to Judy recently. Uh, Sutton's a high-end wide receiver three, and Judy's a wide receiver two for me this week. I would say Judy seemed to take over the backfield or uh, wide receiver field the last two weeks, but no. I don't. I don't trust either one of them. I don't, I'm not no, excited about them. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, I hate to say it, but the Titans probably win this game somehow. But I don't know. Broncos always seem to be in a really close game. Like it's probably gonna be like thirteen to ten. And then the Broncos somehow win or lose. I don't know. We're, we lose with this game. It's so yeah, America. The consumer loses. loses. I'm glad they hid this one at noon so that we don't have to, you know, have this in the prime yeah. slot. I'm surprised they didn't throw this as a three o'clock for no reason and be like, or oh. prime time. This seems like a perfect game they could have put on Thursday. You know, the Broncos, they love putting them, you know, with shitty games on. I would have honestly rather watch this Thursday game than the actual Thursday game. So. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll I don't know. Here. They're both pretty bad. Yeah. All right. Let's get on to Texans versus Giants at MetLife Stadium. This one's also uh, 12 o'clock, 39 over under. They're not expecting a lot from this game. Um, Davis Mills, obviously not. If, if you haven't figured that out by now, it's not well. Even your even your super flex teams with Davis Mills, you're probably like, damn, man, I wish I had anybody else right now. Um, OJ Howard, no, and Brevin Jordan also no, because Davis Mills seems to be getting worse, and the Giants defense is suspiciously good at the at, you know at covering quarterbacks. So I don't you know I don't know about that one. On the Giants side of things, Daniel Jones is a yes. The rushing upside is insane with him. I don't understand it fully, but he has definitely got something in the tank. And then we're definitely not taking any of their tight ends tanner hudson did have a five target game last week or last time they played not last week for the bye and i just don't really trust tanner hudson and i don't think you should either yeah not at all at least he has an eye two eyes damn too soon it's late in the pod i could say that (laughs) you saw what i did in the last 
one. As for the <laughs> running backs, uh, Damian Pierce did pick up a chest and or shoulder injury against the Eagles. Not really sure what that goes, what's happening with that. But if he plays, you play, you play him. And even against a solid Giants rushing defense, in the events he sits, you do not start Burkhead, no matter how tempting, and it shouldn't be tempting at all. And uh, Saquon, you already know what to do. But one thing I want to talk about Saquon is he's actually not doing as great as it seems. If you take away week one, I think he's running back like 11 on the year. He's had just really overall decent games. And honestly, his average yards per carry are a little under five. And that's really just because of a couple big explosive plays. So obviously you're starting Saquon. I just wanted to talk about how he's had actually some pretty down weeks considering he's their entire offense, which is kind of wild. Can we mention the conspiracy corner? They're going to shut Damian Pierce down here pretty quick. I mean, this is how it starts. They start with a, Oh, he's got an injury here and here. And well, considering that game was on Thursday and that injury popped up on Wednesday of like, that's a whole six days unless he got it in practice, which I guess is possible, but that's true. I, I just think that we're going to, we're, we're seeing the end towards the end of Damon Pierce's season. Man, that'd be I mean, sad. I actually need him on really week bad. nine. I know that it seems like a little early and I know that like, I'm just saying this is how it starts. You start with a couple of injuries pop up and then in like two or three weeks from now, you've got, Oh, Damian Pierce is out with something and he's just, he's okay. It's just, they don't want him to get hurt on a team that's going to get the number one overall pick. It looks like Billy don't say that. I actually really don't like that because two teams that I'm vying for the playoffs. I, I need him actually three teams. So I am trying to be positive. Here, I, but I do appreciate time, you letting know me know. And you're probably right, which is the worst part of all of this. Just feels like this is how it starts. Anyway, Texans win this game because I want to see. Whoa, 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 we have wide receivers. Play. Wide receivers. Yeah. There's nothing to talk about. Do we need oh, okay, to talk good. about them? I'm sorry. <laughs> Kenny Galladay coming? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, there's nothing. Slayton is becoming slightly usable, and Wandale in a really deep league gets consideration. But Cook's situation is insanely sketchy, to say the least. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we're done, done playing. with Cooks. Yeah. And uh, Nico Collins may return, so... I will say Davis Mills played a pretty good game against the Eagles. Just like I said, first couple drives. So, I mean, no. Chris Moore. Anyway, who's winning this game? The Texans. No, I'm not even going to give you the Chris Moore, Philip Dorsett thing. Giants. Don't, don't do it. Giants. I love mm-hmm. it. I got Texans. All right, Joe, finish this out. Finish us out. So, guys, we are going to walk into the typhoon that is going to be Charlotte on Thursday night football. So they're predicting super heavy rain. Um, it's going to be 64 degrees, but there's going to be 30 mile an hour wind gusts pretty much the entire game. So this is going to be pretty ugly. <clears throat> I agree with that completely. Um, on the Atlanta side of things for quarterback Mariota, I think that you probably don't want to start him. But unless you have a better option, you're going to have to throw them out there, um, even in these terrible conditions. Um, and also for Atlanta, Pitts has got to be, yes, he seems to be more getting more involved in the offense. I do think that a stubborn head coach not wanting to use their best player is kind of starting to get a little old, and I think he's starting to realize that. And so Pitts being out there, it seems to be more usable as the weeks go on. On Carolina, so we have the potential QB1 for this week. Just kidding. Carolina is a no. PJ Walker, no. 
Baker Mayfield, no tight ends, no, no, no. There's no nobody on Carolina that you're going to use that has a quarterback or a tight end next to their. If Baker Mayfield was starting, would you start him in any of your fantasy leagues? No. Well, Tommy Tremble breakout game. It depends. Well, if Baker was in there, Tommy Tremble could break out. Dude, it was trash time. Anyway, on to the running backs. Uh, Although Alger did have over 100 yards last game, I still am sold that this is the Cordero show. So start either of them, if you will. Either way, it's against this terrible, terrible Carolina run defense that just gave up five touchdowns to Mixon last week. And as Joe said, it might be typhooning out there, uh, which doesn't really fit this next part, but I really want to get this off my chest. So I'm just going to say it as it is. And I didn't know it was raining at this moment, even with the seemingly easy matchup, I don't like any Carolina running backs this week or for the future. Although they were down early, Carolina is just not a good team all around. Weeks eight, nine, seven, and eight, whatever, are were a fluke and will more than likely never happen again. Blackshear <laughs> was all in trash time, so don't get cute and start him. Deontay Foreman is the only actual start here, but just beware of this because you're probably going to regret it. I have to start Blackshear in a league this week. I like I said, if this is you have I, to, this is this is really for I started redraft. Justice Hill in that league last oh, week. Joe, we're not talking about dynasty. I'm talking about for redraft here. I'm like, I don't count dynasty when you got your like 12th player you got to put in the lineup. Yeah, sure, throw a black shear in there. Yeah, last week I started James Cook and Justice Hill. This week it's James Cook and oh, Black Shear. Joe, what? man, oh, I really like that James Cook play though. No, I'm a smart feller sometimes. <laughs> Wide receivers? Yeah, we'll talk about them. Um, <laughs> if Walker starts, DJ Moore is usable. If not, then be very, very afraid. Uh, Terrace Marshall is heating up. He's playing 90% of the snaps since Anderson left. And the truther in me has Marshall as an awesome possum on Thursday Night Football this week. Whoa. Much to the chagrin of Billy Mansell. Where is Drake London? Where is he? I mean, no what's card. going on here? London we're, Bridge we're is falling down. Falcons wide receivers. We're, we're you know why? Out. Because the team sucks. And they need yeah. an offensive coordinator in there that actually knows you, how to You know what's crazy? The running game works. Mariota's not failing. Where is the receivers at? I don't know. They, it doesn't make any sense that every time either. I look over, they're throwing to Olamide Zacchaeus. And it's like, why? Why you is know, in an air raid league, it's an air raid league quarterbacks are thrown for unprecedented yards wide receivers are going nuts and the falcons are just like hey man we don't need them we can use break old breakout player corderell patterson baby yeah. i just um, i don't get it because they're not even a bad team they're tied for the division lead uh mariota's actually looks serviceable he's i've started him multiple times in fantasy throughout the year and like they I just need a real quarterback they don't i I agree that he's not the best but why is london and why is Pitts not even one of them consistent or both of them i mean it'd be different if Pitts had a game london had a game Pitts had a game london had a game neither of them are having games josh we tried to say this me and joe tried to say this exact same thing last year when we weren't figuring out why Pitts wasn't breaking out it was this exact same thing that's happening to london now it doesn't make sense how a player who is at Drake London's level, who has shown what he could do early in the season, it's just not being used. He should be targeted 15 times a game if you really think that he's a top 10 
uh, wide receiver like they drafted him. But he's just not bad. being treated that way. We've got to really start mixing in these bad games with the good games because it just gets so frustrating at the yeah, end. I go to bed three. so mad after these three games. I can see <laughs> Joe's frustration boiling into the audio, and he isn't even talking. Well, me and Joe are actually going to fly down to Atlanta this offseason, and we're going to have a talk with the offensive staff about Pitts and London because we can't do this anymore. We yeah, just can't. Guys, I'm going to give Arthur Smith the biggest titty twister he's ever had in yep. his life. He's going to feel that one all the way until the draft, hopefully. Yeah. You, you bought me that Kyle Pitts jersey shirt, and I'll get laughed at in public if I wear it. But I, I'm wearing it ironically because I don't like Pitts, so it's really don't hard you to get explain it in public in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, that's a whole other thing. That's because the Rocks. So they're laughing at you, Josh. They're not laughing at the shirt. Okay. <laughs> so the, the Falcons are winning this one, right? Yes. Hopefully, if Carolina wins, Carolina is in deep shit because now, they need a quarterback so bad that the they Falcons, have to lose. The Falcons take the division lead for like four days and then they lose it. Carolina, if you all are listening to this podcast, what you shouldn't be, you should be preparing. <laughs> I'm just saying, you better not win this game. Just Dude, do not do it. Hey, tell who me, are we having the Broncos Tennessee game. Uh, I, I, I said, I, I said it was going to be the Broncos. I didn't give one because I think that game sucks, but I guess the Broncos. All right, cool. I think it's thirteen to ten. Um, by the way, how have the Buccaneers only scored 162 points, and the Falcons and Saints have scored 217 and 212? The Panthers have scored more points than the Buccaneers this year. I don't know, man. I, there's a lot of question marks. In Sometimes I look at the NFL standings and it doesn't actually depict what I have in my brain, like of how the league's gone. I'm like, yeah, wow, like how are short circuiting a little bit? Oh yeah, well that's a whole other thing. That's a topic <laughs> that I have to get by. That's a med thing. All right, let's end this podcast here. Thank you all out there for listening this far into the podcast. We are in week ten. We are past the halfway point at this at this point. We are trudging our way to those championships hopefully you are you know reaping the benefits of our starts and sits every week if not i don't tell know us. Tell you. We'll... No, tell us i want to hear what 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 we messed up like what did yeah. we mess up that it ruined your day because you drafted terribly right tell us like man you all didn't have joe mixon as an awesome possum last week man had the eighth best fantasy day of all time and we'll be like you should have been right. start. No, you know what we should have said. We would have said we said, "Hey, maybe you should have been starting him in redraft anyway." If you sat mixing, that's on you. Exactly <laughs> true. So <clears throat> follow Josh at Josh Hall STL. Follow Joe at OP Joe Two E's. Follow me at Ombre Vendor. Follow the podcast at Offensive Points. Please listen to all the other podcasts on this feed. We appreciate any kind of feedback. That's rating, reviewing, anything in any podcast on this network please download please do every subscribe everything go to youtube at the idp army we listen we you know do weekly shows where we're previewing each game and we are kind of giving starts and sits each week on sunday as well so joe that being said get us out of here Okay, guys, play Justin Fields, Jamal Williams, Christian McCaffrey, Travis Etienne, Devonta Smith, Cole Komet, Josh Jacobs, George Pickens, Devonta Smith again, and Terrace Marshall Jr. Woo! Smoke weed every day.